Hello, friends, and welcome to another podcast. Badger will be joining us shortly, but to cut out some of the, oh, eons and eons of descriptions that we go through, um, I am going to try to use some word economy and get some of the vital information out now. So this week, we are going to be reviewing the following episodes. For Sex and the City, we're on Season 3, Episode 3, Attack of the Five Foot Ten Women. The A plot here is that Big and Natasha got married. Their wedding announcement was in the New York Times, and Carrie is overcompensating as a result. The key takeaways are Carrie feels personally attacked by Natasha because Natasha is everything she isn't. Charlotte feels personally attacked by her own thighs because she has um, insecurities about them. Miranda feels personally attacked by her housekeeper, who shames her for living life authentically. And Samantha commits sexual assault. So we'll get into that. Adventure Time, we're on Season 3, Episode 15, No One Can Hear You. The key takeaways are... A deer runs amok and licks the candy people in the candy kingdom. Finn's legs are broken and he is hospitalized. When Finn wakes up, uh, Jake has totally lost it and thinks that everybody is just trying to surprise him for his birthday. It turns out that he's been in this delusion for six months while Finn has been uh, incapacitated. It was six months, Finn says something like that um finn needs to save everyone and then does and the the deer has fingers and then it's adventure time season three episode 16 jake versus Meemaw. a small assassin cat needs to kill wildberry princess to be fully vetted as a real assassin jake stumbles upon the plot while eating pie he gets uh, usurped into becoming a proxy assassin and we'll discuss whether or not that keeps Meemaw eligible for membership if Meemaw has outsourced assassinating. I know it's assassination or assassinating. I know. Um, Jake tries to tell Finn and Wildberry Princess. I wrote in my notes that Jake tries to tell Jake because uh, I still can't keep Finn and Jake straight. Um, Meemaw poisons Jake. Um, as a result of double crossing him, uh, Jake grapples with having uh, to ultimately kill Wildberry Princess or die. Um, uh, a bird is a deus ex machina and knocks Meemaw out of Jake's nose. The poison is still in there. The antidote is spilled. Jake expands his liver 51 times and it becomes uh, healed because the liver is a great organ for filtration. All right, those are the key points. We won't need to do that for half an hour like we typically do. Uh, talk to you in a minute with uh, who you're really here for, Badger. Be right back. Hello. Hello, and welcome, and welcome to, to Sex, sex time. time. It's all happening. Including the technical difficulties, mm-hmm. which we don't need to get into. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Can you okay. hear me? Yep. I'm just using my headphone speaker. I was listening back to old episodes and we had a volume disparity. And I think that's because I was on speaker um, instead of using the um, headphones mic. And you uh, usually used your mic, right? Yeah. So trying to solve for that. So we'll see. I guess we will. How are you doing, Badger? Uh, pretty okay, I guess. It's been quite a week. You want to talk uh, about that? How are you doing, Kelly? Oh, you know, it's been quite a week. I'm up in Seattle. I am here for a conference for a, a software tool that I somehow became the SME on for <laughs> on our team. Can you explain what SME is for people who don't work with us? Oh, for for Kristen Mm -hmm. uh it's subject matter expert yep and this newish sort of thing rolled out I don't know six months ago and I said that sounds great I would love to learn that 
people seem wild about Gantt charts again lately for some reason. And now I'm here at this conference. It's a minor miracle that where we work freed up enough money to send anybody. And you've been very fancy there. I've been very fancy. I've been a very human. Mm-hmm. Not at all actually a wolf. Nope. Just <laughs> 100% human. No vampire in there. You should um, describe what pictures you put up in your temporary cubicle at work. Oh, yeah. Well, who knows how temporary anything yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, ostens- <laughs> ostensibly temporary, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> well, it's it's somebody else's cubicle, and they temporarily have moved for six plus months, and they had pictures of their family up. And for a while, I was just looking at pictures of somebody else's family, so I decided to pick up some pictures of my family. With her permission. Yeah. 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 She said it was completely fine. So I, well, I, I decided to put up pictures of, of family. Uh, so I got some family from the internet. Mm-hmm. And then I also decided to put up pictures of my family, which is some stock photos that I got of wolves and one wolf picture that uh, was colored for me by a very sleep deprived person. So one of them says, mother. <laughs> yes. Family reunion. <laughs> um, that's girl Jordan, who we've talked about, whose cube you're borrowing. And that's I true. had lunch with her the other day. And I told her about this and how much I would love it if she participated. And um, unrelated to that discussion, she was telling me about a concert she had gone to um, that Modest Yahoo had done. Are you familiar? And mm-hmm. it was on Black Friday, and she got VIP tickets, <laughs> and um, that included being able to meet him. And she got so nervous about meeting him that all she could think to say was, thank you so much for doing this on a holiday weekend. <laughs> and I <laughs> laughed so hard (laughs) um and this was in the middle of one of our cafeterias at work and um the person that I support at work the executive his boss was two tables over and I didn't know it um and I really hope that she was too engrossed in her conversation to have picked that up but we we need um girl Jordan to participate at some point she's so funny yeah, and she's she's already tipped off to our Instagram, which is, you know, once you found that, you I know well there's no secrets after you've seen the pumpkin pictures. Yes, the pumpkin pictures that got no positive reaction. I saw some likes. I was going back through the archive. Do you have an? <laughs> those are just like acknowledgement oh, okay. likes. Do you have any um, new pumpkin photos to post? I don't have any new ones, but I've got one okay. planned. Yeah, it's going to be pretty elaborate. I think we're actually going to have somebody else take the picture. Because I wondered how you took the pumpkin one. I don't know how things work. (laughs) I think I've made that pretty clear. Timers are an old technology. I don't know how to do that in my phone. Uh, So I feel a little attacked right now. You just press the button. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Yes, so, so Jordan's aware of us and so um we should get her on she's legitimately one of the funniest people i know yeah she's um what else is going on uh well what's going on with you i'm up at this conference dressed like a Mm -hmm. human acting like a human i ate salad with a fork and a knife not at home amy klobuchar well, usually you just eat, use the fork. Um, what's going on with me? Uh, a kind of interesting juncture at my life right now where I'm kind of reevaluating some of the things that I had thought would always be true for myself after a certain point. <clears throat> and um, 
I had a really, really good meeting with one of our managers yesterday about the MBA program that she did. And in terms of flexibility and um, self-direction of the program and cost, it sounds like it might be perfect. Um, She and her then husband did it together after extensive researching. So I went to find out more information and thought, I should at least see what the application requirements are. And I sort of um, absentmindedly halfway applied to the program. Um, And I got conditionally accepted today. So um, they need like my transcripts, but I might do it. I don't know. And then Monday, I've got another advising appointment with a different MBA program. And I might do that. I don't know. Yeah, this is... um, a weird time. I, I never thought I would go to graduate school. Um, I never thought a lot of the things that I'm considering right now, I would be considering. Um, it's a weird time. A weird time on such yeah. time. Wow. That could be our like slogan. Join us for a weird time on sex time. <laughs> it's never not weird. I mean, look at the premise. Mm-hmm. Um, so any other non-subject matter ex- expert updates? Uh, well, I'm, I'm actively playing Goose Game. Oh, can you tell us about Untitled Goose Game in case people hear this months from now and it's already out of the zeitgeist? Uh, well, I mean, I read about it on the last episode. Mm. Yes, but... Danny Who Orchard. listens in order? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Untitled Goose Game is about a goose. Like, you're the goose. You're the goose of the chaos. And that's all the premise is, is that you just, like, wreak a benign havoc around a town, right? Yeah, it's um, it's a puzzle game as oh, yeah? well. Yeah, so there's different levels. You actually have to do huh. things. You get a list of stuff to do. Like an objective. Yeah, so it's you know make the boy wear the wrong glasses, trap him in the phone booth, untie his shoelaces, make the boy fall down. Where is the boy for me to disrespect? (laughs) You, I, I feel like this is really appealing to your nature. It really is. I mean, before I played this game, you know that I had the the proclivity to going up and just knocking over pens yeah of people we or we stuff know. on desks uh-huh. yeah and i i do it at our our current do you job take too. bites out of people's food uh-huh. yeah 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 the, yeah why and not, you don't <laughs> do mine i just like sprinkle everything i eat with wheat because i know <laughs> i know you <laughs> and i really love wheat so yeah. Yeah, I think that a couple of days before I downloaded and got this game, uh, there was some cubicle shifting at one of the buildings, and one of the techs had a cup full of pens, and said, "Does anyone want some free pens?" And I said, "Those are some pretty cool pens. Show me them closer." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then I just reached over and tipped the whole cup on the ground. Who was it? You don't have to give a last name, but uh, it was one of the ones. It was uh, one of the fire okay. team. You can get away with like the most stuff with them. The fire team is so receptive to your nature. They're basically feral. <laughs> yeah, I love them. I miss that group. <laughs> um, so I actually had a piece of data for you that I think you might find interesting. Um, that I forgot to tell you about when we last spoke um, on the record. Do you know all how right. many listens we've had total on this podcast for like all episodes? 13 million. No, be realistic. What do you actually think? 200. 200? You know, we had episodes that were over 200. Well, I don't okay, know. I just, just tell me or not. I just wanted to see what you expected and then give you reality and you could react um, organically, but whatever. Um, we've had nearly 16,000 listens. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, still not entirely sure which of those are Russian bots, but um, <laughs> downloads are downloads. So uh, we're, we're a little popular. I, I don't know that we necessarily are. There was a Lifehacker article yesterday that said you will never make money from podcasting. And I think I thought, duh, um, I'm, I, we aren't even actively seeking sponsorships in the real world, not just like making them up on the podcast. We're not seeking sponsorships. This is entirely a passion project, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm so passionate about it. You are. It. I think it really speaks to how much you actually must enjoy this in some way because you have so much on your plate. And you actually set aside time for this. Well, it's so important to you. Yeah. You really love it. So I guess maybe this isn't that important to you, but I am. Yeah. 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 Aw. I'm making a face and my cheeks are so round. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, badger. (laughs) (laughs) You like me. You really like me. (laughs) despite everything okay um shall we get into it today yeah so I already recorded a very brief segment that described each of the episodes and gave like episode numbers so everybody knows the premise of the sex in the city episode attack of the five foot ten women so tell me what did you think of this episode yeah I wanted to talk Mm -hmm. about that um how are you watching Sex in the City? Um, I'm watching it on Amazon Prime. Um, my laptop is connected to my TV, so it's on a television. Well, I don't have Prime. Oh, anymore. how are you watching it then? I am not. Did you not watch this? Well, I think I watched it we a while watched ago. It a long time ago, because we intended to record. I'll um, give you my login. Okay, because I I was wondering how we were gonna do that we used to share episodes on dropbox remember uh that was for Mm Mm-hmm. was it before i got prime Uh uh-huh i was pirating and then i got a notice from comcast (laughs) oops (laughs) um uh i'm increasingly afraid of media corporations so um, i'll i'll let you log into my account for future episodes so you know the premise of this one is women identifying some sort of thing that is like making them feel personally attacked. Um, Carrie feels personally attacked by Big's new spouse. Um, Miranda feels attacked by her housekeeper because her housekeeper is conservative. And Miranda is like, I have a dildo. Um, Wait, didn't we talk about this one for the podcast already? Because I remember the theme was like, why do people keep touching each other's sex toys? No, I feel like we just keep hearing instances where there are sex toys being touched. But I listened back to like several episodes and we have not talked about this one on recordings anyway. We Hmm. probably just spoke about it independently. I don't know. Um. I think, so, let's talk about Samantha's plot in this one. Do you remember what it is? No. She is getting a massage, and she's happy happy about it. She hears that there's another masseuse there who um, performs oral sex on the clients. She books him. He does not make a move towards that, so she assaults him. Yes, and then uh, she gets banned, Mm -hmm. he gets fired, Mm -hmm. and then a bunch of other women are mad at her because he was also fucking them. Um, So she assaulted him. Yeah. Unquestionably. Yeah, she reached back and grabbed his junk very uninvited so I think that there's something to like making a move on people after you've like established some terms but going in cold and touching someone's genitals is definitely never that situation no please don't do we need to like give a PSA about this don't touch people <laughs> I feel like we've uh, 
that's that's pretty established. We talked a lot about consent in the first like 10 or so episodes. Yeah, because there's so little of it in this mm-hmm. show. Honestly, like so the scene in which they have the confrontation is so weird because the manager is saying you never touch people who work for me like this again and the guy is standing right next to her and I feel like if that was handled correctly he wouldn't have been present for that because that would have been very uncomfortable additionally I feel like maybe the police should have been called (laughs) (laughs) yeah and also what was what was the guy thinking like he should have been on the run he didn't think apparently that like somebody might have let it loose that hey this guy is also like engaging in sexual acts with a clientele Men feel impervious to this sort of thing, though. It is so obvious that men don't fear consequences or they might be more careful, you know? Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like that guy who told me to smile you want to talk today. about that? Some guy told me to smile and? today. I lost my mind. And? Screamed at him. And? Told him to fuck off. And you feel like you deserve some sort of prize because... I didn't talk about how he was homeless and I hoped that he died in the cold. Never, ever cross Badger. (laughs) You really shouldn't. I mean, it just fucks like... It's just zero to Mm a hundred pretty fast. I know we probably have talked about it before, but um, when a car, like gets into a crosswalk you're in your instinct is to charge it rather than self-preservation to like jump away from it right i mean it depends (laughs) nala just used the litter box and she's zooming around the house it's so funny (laughs) um she looks absolutely out of her mind i love it um Let's talk about how um, I think the the core of Carrie's issue right now is that she's comparing herself so much to her ex's new partner that she feels like it's a personal attack. Um, do you have you experienced that yourself at any point, or do you think that that is Carrie just going um, off the rails again, like she typically does? Or what are your takes on that? I mean, she's. She's unhealthfully obsessed with this mm-hmm. person, but I have I've definitely like split up with someone and then uh, felt I don't know odd and inferior compared to to the person they were. That then like immediately started mm-hmm. dating. I the um, last two relationships that I had, I did you know have a little moment checking out who their new new partner was um just to see you know especially because not my last relationship but the relationship before I'm fairly certain that the person my ex got with was the person he cheated on me with so I had to just kind of see um but it was like a short-lived like curiosity it wasn't like I'm gonna like try my best to appear better than this person in a public forum. Um, So they go to like a women's lunch that is like for women in the arts with like Gloria Stein in in attendance, not pictured on screen, but obviously I think this was a little bit of irony from the writers about this being like a super feminist event. And then there's Carrie and Samantha being like completely anti-feminist in it. Maybe. Are they that self-aware? Subtle. Maybe. Maybe not. And then Carrie's there with an outfit she can't afford, having potentially bounced a check to a charitable organization, and Natasha doesn't even show up. And so she's, like, wrecked by it. And then finally she takes solace in the fact that a thank you note from Natasha used the wrong form of there instead of T-H-E-R-E. It was T-H-E-I-R. And um, she calls Miranda and talks about how this woman's an idiot. 
So she gets her, I don't know, just desserts. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Someone once told me that comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, that's that seems fair. Yeah. Carrie needs therapy. Everybody on that show needs therapy. Um, I don't really care much about Miranda's plot because she's a typically like attractive white woman and she feels bad about herself and gets over it. Who cares? Um, Charlotte has a housekeeper who is shaming her for her habits and preferences. Um, thinks that she should bake pies because of men, that she should drink tea because coffee's bad for you, and that men are afraid if you use sex toys because it makes them think that you don't need a man. Um, Miranda. Isn't this the Miranda yeah. plot? You no, no, no. Charlotte. I talked about Charlotte being messed up, whatever. This is Miranda's plot. I may have misspoken. I don't think I did. Um, Miranda asserts herself and says, look, this is how I live my life. If you don't like it, I'll get another housekeeper, which is completely fair. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any other takeaways from that? Um, it was weird, I think, at the end, like the housekeeper lady who had replaced her her dildo or vibrator with a Virgin Jesus Mary. statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, anything's a dildo if you're brave enough. That's what I've been saying my, like, whole adult life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't think the housekeeper really understood that that, you know, is a potential consequence. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are plenty of people, single or in relationships or casually dating, who don't necessarily view one thing as a substitute for another. Like, um, sex toys have their time and place. Partners have their time and place. And sometimes sex toys and partners have their time and place together. And that's all good. Yeah. So adventure. Yeah. Let's get to it. The first one. Um, and I have to say overall, I've watched these episodes three times now because I watched them twice (laughs) when we thought we were going to record them in the spring. And then I watched them again this week. So the, the first episode we're talking about is No One Can Hear You, which is quite unsettling of, as an episode. It is. So I already summarized it. So let's talk about um, your thoughts on it. Well, it's just so creepy that like the the villain that that ruined Finn and Jake was just apparently a normal, non-deformed deer. Uh, was it because it took off its hooves and it had fingers well eventually yes you you see Mm -hmm. that it was just a rogue deer at first and the deer you know they get into vegetable patches they are sometimes very assertive yeah and aggressive um this this episode is just so weird um but charming in in a way yeah. So you already did the summary. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts? Because while it's the third time you've seen this mm-hmm. episode, it's, you know, the first time you're seeing this show. Um, so seeing Jake being so disconnected from reality and then having like a head injury, which was obviously still hurting him and seeing bugs crawling in his ears and everything that is, I was like getting kind of uncomfortable with it no even knowing what like the resolution of the story was it was still kind of like this is upsetting (laughs) um and uh i don't really know what the deer's objective was um well he was trying to just eat the sugar off of the the candy people don't you think he would have like fully dissolved them they were pretty dissolved. Have you seen Stranger Things yet? Uh, not all of so it. So the way that the candy people are ha- trapped under the sewer is very reminiscent of how people pulled from regular Earth are kind of like trapped in gunk in the Upside Down. 
that they're All still right. kind of awake. They're so kind of themselves, but they're trapped in goo. You know? Sure. Just, I mean, this did come out before Stranger Things. I, yes. I'm not trying to say one thing was like, okay, whatever. Um, why were Finn's legs still broken if he was in cast for six months? I don't know. Some of the timeline stuff didn't really work out. Then again, wasn't it Jake that told him it was yeah, six months? Yeah, Jake was crazy. Stop yeah. being crazy. He was very yeah. out of it. Yeah, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. <laughs> is one of the things Jake said when Finn was conking him on the head, trying to unconcuss him. <laughs> How would you advise that technique um, for efficacy uh, in the real world? You should not strike someone with a concussion. <laughs> but um, contrary to popular medical belief, it is safe to sleep when you're concussed. In fact, rest might actually help with the recovery process. Makes yes. sense. But if you're cold, like in a tundra, that would not be an advisable time to fall asleep. That's how I want to go. In a tundra, like Liz Lemon, when she just kind of gives in yeah. to Dennis Duffy. Like the little match yeah. girl, when you, the, mm -hmm. the flame goes out and you're so cold, you start to feel warm. You yeah. I've been listening to a lot of my favorite murder and they're talking about this one instance where people died um, seemingly in an avalanche and they had taken off all their clothes and they were confused by it. And I've heard several times that one of the things that happens in severe hypothermia is your, your nerves get a mixed signal and you think you're overheating. Um, and it's true. You're uh, hot and yeah. cold sensor is the same so nerve. people who die of extreme hypothermia sometimes take off their clothes and neatly fold them um and they might be found dead next to a pile of their folded clothing um mm -hmm. so don't um don't take your clothes off in an avalanche uh that's not how avalanches you know what what else did you think about this episode? Um, I don't know. I don't really know how Jake got hurt. I'm, I know that the deer is like responsible for it, but how. The, the deer just kicked him in the legs and broke both of his uh, did tibia. I Finn, I meant Jake. Oh, deer clonked him in the head. <laughs> And Probably. the only reason he wasn't underground is because he's not made of sugar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a surreal episode. And that's something yeah. considering what this show is overall. Um, and I, I like the just this very out of place innuendo at the end when Bubblegum says he was after our sugar, but I didn't give him any. He winks. Yeah, she like waggles her finger and, I and think winks. Finn blushes. Mm -hmm. um, so, what's your overall takeaway on this episode? Uh, I don't think there's an overall like. I mean, these, this is not really a didactic show mm -hmm. all all the time. Uh, sometimes the overarching lesson, I guess, is is just the act of people keep living their lives, mm -hmm. and in this case for this episode i guess the the overall takeaway is sometimes you just live through some some real weird stuff mm -hmm. and you got to go home and take a bath yeah i feel that um i liked this episode but it did make me feel uncomfortable yeah it's definitely mm -hmm. meant to achieved yeah cuz the deer looks so normal mm -hmm. And everything else in that show is, you know, like from from Willy Wonka's factory. <laughs> and then you have this very normal looking deer that takes his hooves off of his hand and then wiggles his five fingers and thumb. You would think that he would, um, if he's so strong, 
just kind of let his fingers go. <laughs> and then they, um, oh yeah, they drop a cinder block on the deer's head in another totally banal way to to knock out a deer. And then they all roll him into the sewer. <laughs> the show's for children. And it's over. Yeah, children can handle stuff. Some children can handle some stuff. Yeah. You want to talk about the next episode? Yeah, well, what? Jake versus Meemaw. Oh, yeah. That was the first episode that I ever saw. Really? I yeah. really liked this I... episode. It's it's kind of funny that I'm off at this conference now because uh, the first time I saw it, I was flying long distance on my way to uh, a work thing like four jobs ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was also jet lagged when I saw this <laughs> and I watched it three times. I was so enthralled. I have to say I watched it twice back in the spring and then I watched it again like um, Sunday night. And I forgot how it ended. Like, there's a point where um, Jake is on, like, the edge of a cliff with um, Wildberry Princess. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and he's going to push how her did over. How did this one? <laughs> he's <laughs> really, and he's she, really grappling. She's standing at the end of the edge of the I cliff. Know. And, like, sort of the wind picks up and she almost falls over anyway. And, oh, we're up so high. <laughs> I really was, like. Oh my god, I know they get out of this, but I cannot remember how. And then there's a bird that's a deus ex machina that comes out of nowhere and just kind of like resolves the issue. <laughs> um yeah, so I uh the music box song oh, that, that I should Jake record has, that for this. It's, it's so it's cute. So uh cute. I used to sing a, a version of it to my cooey pigs, Reynard and Antoine. Sing it now? Don't be weepy, sleepy piggies. Oh, I don't remember it. Oh, slip your slippers and your footies. In the morning, you'll get goodies. Piggy hats and piggy hoodies. No stripes or polka dots. None of gray and heather soft. Baby pink or baby blue. All the drawstrings you can chew. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> I love that when Finn sings it, it's it's a like he, they didn't give this kid something that he could sing. He has to sing it a little bit flat yeah. and off key. And it is, and he's um, a little embarrassed to sing it because he's developing into being a teenager and he gets a little like red in the cheeks. Um, Cause it's the, it's not, it's the lullaby that their yeah. mom sang them. Oh, <laughs> um, this. And he's, st- oh yeah. Cause he still carries the music box in his mm-hmm. backpack. Cause you know, family, good family. Yeah. Um, at the end it has a kind of, ominous like Meemaw will be back vibe is Meemaw yeah. gonna be back oh you know that I can't say anything about can, future no episodes. you can tell me things that are non-consequential that don't give away plot oh. I feel like I can know whether or not Meemaw is gonna be back right in like six okay. years um it just really feels like it um So one thing I really wanted to dive into with you is if Jake had killed Wildberry Princess as a proxy for Meemaw, would Meemaw have been the assassin or would Meemaw um, not be eligible for being part of the Guild of Assassins? Well, I think all we have to do is go back and show them that Wildberry Princess was dead. Who's going to question it? I don't know. It seems like a rigorous organization if they're like putting you through the hoops like that. I just don't think that they'd. I mean, they they would have been surveilling him. Is Meemaw a him? Uh, I think so. That's how I interpreted it. Ascribed a gender. Huh. Oh, am I? Well, they would have been surveilling Meemaw. Woke. 
<laughs> I mean, BMO is non-binary. I, I think I... BMO is sometimes he and sometimes I she. I think BMO is male. Uh, BMO is, like, canonically non-binary. Okay, good for... So BMO is they, them? Well, sometimes BMO is him and sometimes BMO is her. What should I use if I'm not sure? Either one. Whatever you're feeling okay, in the so moment. Okay, so BMO doesn't like get BMO. offended if I use um, he, him. No, he, him seems to uh, be the, the general mm-hmm. default, but other characters and also BMO will refer to BMO as she, Can her. Can we um, sidebar for a second? Um, I am having a really hard time making my brain uh, like remember to use they, them when people have told me that it is they, them. And I know that that part of it is just um, culture. But I feel like you are so much better at using people's pronouns. So what are um, things that help you remember and make your brain more automatic when it comes to using they, them? Uh, They, them is one that I have trouble with Mm -hmm. also. Because it's not one of the right. defaults. If somebody who was using he, him, or she, her says, I'm using the mm-hmm. other one now. I'm using she, her, or right. he, him. That's a pretty easy, easy right. fix. Because we both know somebody who is now he, him. And I feel like that was so like quick um, and automatic. And we both know someone he uses they, them. And I feel so fucking terrible every time I slip. And I'm trying really hard, but I, I, um, it's, my brain is not catching up to my ethics. So, and I don't know a safe place to ask that because I feel like people are going to say like, just fucking get over it and use it. But, um, you know, there's some wiring involved that I feel like needs to be deprogrammed, you know? Yeah, I think maybe it's just a, a case of practice. And then if you use the wrong one, don't feel yeah. horrible. Just, oh, well, you know, Yeah, the person in question has been very forgiving and even told us when they announced what their pronouns were that they were going to be very forgiving. But I still ultimately want to so respect the people in my life um and the fact that I can't catch up (laughs) is making me feel like just like a shitty person well I'd be more forgiving and because if you know just don't fixate on it just if you just keep correcting yourself then it'll eventually stick just like anything else I'm working on it working on it it's it's fun to have trans and non-binary friends it is um i know that they are not like spokespeople or figureheads but it has been um one of them is a chair on an advisory council at our job that but they're not all meant to be like um ambassadors yeah. yeah so have to remember that that it has become very apparent to me that those people in our lives who are trans and non-binary what word was I about to say um cannot help but but live a political existence because just being who you are has been politicized um and I feel like they need a break (laughs) like they just need to exist as who they are and not have to like just constantly be fighting about it um and just relax a little bit it sounds so exhausting to like come out as gender non-conforming and I feel like I could do so much more to help but I don't know what else I should be doing right now you know uh well I think as as cis people it's uh just kind of our job to be the you know, as best ambassadors as we mm-hmm. can be to everyone else. And uh, I think a lot of um, qu- 
questions that curious but maybe not totally woke cis folks have about trans and non-binary folks uh, can can be answered very succinctly with that is none of our business. Yes. <laughs> Which is actually a thing that BMO says in one of uh, these episodes. It, it's an in, one of those inexplicable ones where he sees he's with the other robot Nepter and he sees uh, something happens. Someone goes somewhere and this someone goes somewhere once a month. And to go to the place, they they transform themselves. Mm-hmm. And Neptor says, where are they going? And Bimo just says, that is none of our business. That is so, I like that a lot. We talked yeah. about in our, um, one of our previous episodes, how people are so uncomfortable when they can't just neatly categorize someone. And it's not the obligation of people who are hard to categorize to make it easier for them to be categorized so that other people are comfortable. So I, um, I like that a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's so simple and it really frames everything as, oh, you know what? It's not our business. Yeah. So much is not our business. Yeah, we have uh, with the guinea pig rescue a lot of LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. folks uh, and some very openly trans folks who are the supporters or, or clients or uh, patrons or whatever you want to say. And um, one of our older volunteers was asking me, uh, oh, so this person that we see every month for nail trims, they, we, we call them, you know, the pig's mom and, and she and her, but they're actually, what's going on? And I said, that is none of our business. And it never came up again. Had that person um, objected to the pronouns you were just defaulting to or anything? Or? Um... No, no. I, I was um, completely respectful. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a person who was like very very visibly um mtf okay uh with kind of a, a lot of both characteristics mm-hmm. and was introduced as she her and you know the pig okay mommy. well that's if that if that's how they were introduced then that's their pronouns that's their identification mm-hmm. yeah and that's that was never a mm-hmm. problem with any of the volunteers like they that person was never misgendered. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a question that one of the volunteers mm-hmm. had after after she had already like, taken her pigs and gone. Uh, but I the the question that they were really asking was, "What's going on with this person's I genitals?" See. I thought that the question was, "We haven't been told what their pronouns were, and we're using she/her." Is that correct? Um, and I was giving, I was being pretty charitable, I think, with my assumption of that question. Um, anyway, Adventure Time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like this episode um, quite a bit. Um, and I like Meemaw. And I'm excited to see Meemaw again. It's going to be a okay. while. I'm in this for the long haul. Um. Any other thoughts on this episode before we kind of start wrapping up? Um, I like that it's never explained why Wildberry Princess has so much meat laying around her house, like dead shark carcasses (laughs) and just huge cuts of meat. And when they ask her, she just says, oh, you know. (laughs) It's also never explained why she's the target of an assassination attempt. I think just because she, maybe she's just a princess, but she explains that she, she thinks she's the target of an assassination because I found this note stabbed to my door from the guild of assassins. 
I just love the idea of stabbing a note to somebody's door or desk. I should do it to you. Yes. I don't have any knives that are expendable right now. (laughs) I have a shiv. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Where's the mermaid knife that I got you? Um, It's at the apartment in my craft cabinet. Mm -hmm. The shiv is... It was given to me, and it would have been impolite not to take it. Who gave it. it to you? Can I know? Fire team. I love our fire team. They're so weird. They're so I love weird. them. One time, uh, Spike and I were trying to get into the plant with, like, a bunch of donuts for the uh-huh. whole staff. And one of them came up to the the door and it was not really nice outside and just watched us through the window and drank his coffee (laughs) and wouldn't open the door uh and then another of them saw us and opened the door and the first guy with the coffee just went like well you really fucked it up (laughs) love them (laughs) i really miss working in that group Uh, i'm happy where i am right now uh, it's a lot more pressure, but it is, um, I think it fits more with my servile nature as, as, yeah, it's as, a good as you've you. said that it is. Um, but that group is, I have a fondness for them. Yeah. Even though I'm in a more formal office mm-hmm. now, I, I do enjoy sometimes starting the day over there and getting some of the free coffee and, just roaring around and knocking things mm-hmm. over. And they're so there for that. Your chaotic mm-hmm. nature fits so well in their chaotic office. Yeah. None of them have ever gotten like visibly no. angry. And I've done a lot no. of stuff. They're so <laughs> just straight up taking things out of the building <laughs> that they needed. Um, all right. Well, let's start wrapping up. Um, let's talk about um, pop culture. What in recent, um, experience have you found enjoyable and don't say the goose game oh that was going to be my thing i mean it's pretty obvious that you were already invested in it so okay um i does art count okay well i think Maybe the only thing Twitter's worth going on for is burgeoning artists. Because mm-hmm. you can sometimes get, like I've gotten a lot of really fun commissions for very low, low prices. Um, and it's just fun to see all the art. And an artist that I recently came across on there, somebody arted it as a artwork by Jenna Barton. And I guess either her studio or I don't know, it says Dapper Mouse artwork by Jenna Barton mm-hmm. and it's dappermouth.storeenvy.com is where you can see kind of all of it. And I think that they're also on Instagram as well. Uh, and there were a few that I was just like really, really kind of taken with and, and moved by. Um, so I bought a few prints and um, weren't you going to maybe potentially ask them for a commission? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I feel so sure that somebody must have done my my idea, but, you know, all the art is, is different. Um, since I've been more uh, formal and, and professional and and that, I thought that it would be cool to see an art of like a timber wolf with really daintily painted nails and lipstick mm-hmm. and then the lipstick just smears to blood back on the face and you can see all the teeth and i um did a cursory google search and didn't really find anything that fit that yeah and this person is open for commissions i would probably be very expensive this would be like a christmas present to me um but it, it's got to be worth inquiring about. You, The prints were, were very well-priced. I mean, they're just small, like, 8 by 10s But they're 12 bucks. May I quote Parks and Rec? 
Uh, sure. Treat yourself. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. I mean, good art is definitely worth uh-huh. it. I am in the process of commissioning small but quality art from Emily, mm-hmm. our human actual listener. Um, we protested so much that she was real in the early days before she was actually on. Um, but I asked her over the weekend because I was just conflicted about um, how to actually go about designing a tattoo that I felt fit my like mind's eye of a tattoo that I wanted to get. I'm actually going to probably get two trying to schedule that right now. It's a process. Um, and um, Emily agreed to work with the um, designs I was thinking of and uh, I'll pay her. Um, And then you told me that she wasn't doing that again. (laughs) So I felt very lucky that she said yes when I asked. So, yeah. And you have always wanted us to have matching tattoos and now we're going to have tattoos by the same artist. And I feel that that is um, way better than just having the same design necessarily is um, Mm -hmm. being linked by artist in that way. And um, Emily's art is just so beautiful. Do you want to describe the tattoo that you have from her, from her art? Yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. Um, And I can post a picture of it on our, our Insta. It is a leaping hair and the hair is inspired by uh, the book. I shall wear midnight by Terry Pratchett. So it would be the fourth literary tattoo that I have. It's it's very um, well done. It's very like, uh, I don't know. It, there's a, an implied motion in it that I think translates. So it, uh, yeah, it's a it's a leaping. It's a hair like in, in full. Mm-hmm. Leap. She's very talented and skilled and um I couldn't think of anybody else that could better like adapt the ideas I was having. So she is. And it was very special to have her sit with me as I like with the original sketch uh, as I got that tattoo. I wonder if she would come with me. I bet she would love to. I'll talk to her about it. Um, My pop culture very briefly is um, I've mentioned it several times before but there is a podcast i listen to on a near daily basis that is called too beautiful to live or tbtl and i started listening to them just before the 2000th episode not long after i had moved into my home which is the first time i've ever lived alone in my life and um i felt pretty lonely at the time and um isolated and I, I've always listened for probably close to eight years now. Probably I've listened to podcasts on the regular and I was listening to the splendid table and they were on the same network and they had a bumper promo for too beautiful to live. And it was described as something like being um, an eavesdropper on best friends, having a conversation And I was just so lonely. (laughs) I was (laughs) so lonely at the time that I thought, that sounds like what I need right now. And um, I started listening. And I listened for a long time. And then um, if you are familiar with the show, Luke Burbank um, sometimes talks a little bit out of his ass. So I took a small break at some point. But then I got back into it. And um, one of the things that is kind of their unofficial like stated purpose is to um, cure global loneliness and the community that has sprung up around it is uh, so just like warm and inviting and uh, it's just good people. Um, So they are at their 3000th show this week and they've done one in Orlando. They're about to do one in New York. I think it's tonight. And then Friday They are recording in Seattle on a boat in the Puget Sound, and I'm going to be on that boat. And Kristen, who's our listener, um, who I finally got to meet a couple of weeks ago, and I've spoken about 
Kristen before, as you may recall. Um, she, mm-hmm. she and I met, we're going to, going to go together. We're driving up. We've got a hotel room, everything. And I'm going to finally meet people. And it's, um, it just feels like something coming to fruition. And I'm pretty excited. There was a post today from on the, um, Facebook page for like all of the fans who like congregate. And we've got subgroups that like, we talk about advice we need. We talk about, um, some people are really into exercise, like, okay, whatever, but they have their own subgroup. But the main one, somebody said, Hey, I was so in the Orlando show, they recorded at a waffle house and there were only like 20 listeners there, (laughs) but they have like a perfect 10 who lives in. So we are all called tens, the tens of listeners. And a perfect 10 is somebody who's been listening since like day one. And one of our perfect tens lives in Orlando. So they came out pretty much for him. And um, they were recording <laughs> at the Waffle House. And then some guy posted on a Facebook today like, hey, I was the like cashier at the Waffle House um, where you're recording. I am 2,999 episodes behind. Um, where should I start? And, <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my God, it's working. <laughs> and like, um so it's just this huge community of like um, normal weirdos. We're just everybody's got a good sense of humor, but no one's going to kill each other. So um, I just want to give a shout out to TBTL, not because like necessarily the show is interesting, but it like just warms my heart a lot. So yeah, it seems like you're experiencing uh, human emotions as you talk I about know, this. Isn't that so weird? It's so I weird. have way more emotions than you. Um, a normal conversational expression. I still haven't seen you cry. Have I? Have you not? Yeah, I don't think I have. That's crazy because I cry orc all the time. <laughs> you just keep doing it without me and then you go hide in like a mechanical room or something. Yeah, but also like I, I've cried in front of a lot of other people at work. I know. It just circumstances have never really lined up. So next time, can you save it? I I texted you last time I was crying and said, you can come watch if you want. I don't want to see you hurt. Well, I mean, that's, that's all I can I do. I want to be there to help, <laughs> but I don't want to, like, come be a spect. Come no, gawk. You know. <laughs> I know. Okay, so our next episodes, in case anyone who's listening wants to do any homework, um, Sex in the City for season three, episode four is boy, comma, girl, comma, boy, comma, girl, dot, dot, dot. Um, I can't remember what this episode was. I remember what the one is that we were talking about today because I am a 5'10 woman. And no one has ever felt attacked by me, at least not in like, at least not in the like sense that I'm intimidating because I'm so fucking beautiful or whatever. (laughs) Everybody, when I was growing up, 5'10", that's model height, end of sentence. (laughs) Not like you could be a model. Mm. Whatever. I know. I know what I'm about and I don't give a fuck anymore. Okay, Adventure Time will be uh, Season 3, Episode 17, which is Thank You. And I haven't watched ahead, so I don't know what that's about. And Adventure Time, Season 3, Episode 18 is The New Frontier. I watched both of those this evening because I got turned around on what we were talking about. Because we've been circling these episodes that we're talking about now for so long. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to watching them probably this weekend and we'll talk about them next week. Yep. Thank you is it's one of my favorites up there. Um, Do you have anything for Kelly's contradiction corner? Uh, No, I, I don't have anything saved for that. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's been something. Do you have anything? Nothing I want to talk about on the podcast yet. <laughs> we we could always just relive the time that you were like, why would you take the stairs instead of the elevator? Because of exercise? That's stupid. 
And then three hours later, I joined a gym. Stair exercise is shitty. I'm sorry. I did rowing machine exercise today. That's the one piece of exercise equipment that I would ever buy for my home. Really? Yeah. It's like a full body thing and it's pretty compact and it's kind of nice to zone out. Interesting. Shout out. No. Okay, (laughs) Emily said she was excited we're back. Oh, okay, then Emily and Kristen. Yeah, they both did say, yeah, I think that there are two active listeners. (laughs) No, I know of another listener, and I know he's going to be bummed I didn't specifically shout him out, but I haven't met him in person yet, so. Oh. Fuck off, Badger. I see. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Um, social media. What is our Instagram? Sex Time Pod. I think Pod. our Twitter is also at Sex Time Pod. And Facebook, we're Sex Time Podcast. And I just sent you something to our T on our Twitter. Okay. I do not disturb on currently, on. so. Oh, well, you'll get it soon enough. Okay. Sounds good. Well, you, we did a really good job keeping it to a tight 40. Yeah, it's 63 minutes now. <laughs> but we spent way less time on Sex in the City than I think we ever have. Yeah, it's true. And we could probably still even edit more of it out. No, I like everything you say. We Aww. can just edit. Oh, God. <laughs> we can just edit me out and have you talking. <laughs> Like seemingly no prompt for what you're saying. <laughs> like Garfield without Garfield. Garfield without Jim. No, oh, oh yes, no, you're right. Jim without Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it gets very upsetting sometimes. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's all for this week. Yep. Thank you again for joining us. And we will post some uh, weird stuff on Instagram and be back in touch um, hopefully uh, next Friday. But we'll see what life has in store for us. All right. Good night. Good night.